Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Acapinti and Greg Viscomi. We welcome you back to Hawk Talk, and we're so happy to have you along. And not only listening, but sharing and subscribing and reviewing and giving ratings to What's been a really fun and what is a really fun project for both myself and Greg Viscomi. Uh, we're so happy to have you here. We're so happy to be able to bring these stories of the Monmouth University Athletics Department to you. Um, so much going on on campus. There's so many fun and different things going on. The fall sports season's heating up. Winter's right around the corner. Um, but today's Hawk Talk is a little different than our previous. Um, how many did you say we've been doing? Uh, I believe this is um, number 33. So this is the probably three. Quite frankly, we've done. There's been a couple like this the last couple we've done with other folks around the campus. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're happy to have everybody along. Eddie Acapinti and Greg Viscomi are here with you, and um, this is going to be a a fun hawk talk, and also one that's a little different than the other ones that you're used to. So we apologize on the front end. You're not going to be hearing from a Monmouth coach or student athlete. Not um, today. It's going to be a little different. Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be a little bit different, but um, I think we have like almost 4,000 downloads in 30-something episodes. Um, we're picking up week after week, uh, and it's been really awesome. We were trying to get a guest in uh, for today, but it just didn't work out, so uh, I want to have that guest on maybe next week. Um, but I, I guess I'll leave it up to you to explain to the crew or the, the listeners, why this will be a different Hawk Talk. And we, have, of course, are going to cover athletics and what's coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. We have some exciting stuff. But first, um, I think you uh, have to explain to why this is a little bit different than normal. Yeah, and I think what um, it, it's for everyone and in in all the listeners and all the Monmouth fans um, – I this is a special you know episode for for a lot of reasons, but after 16 years as an employee and four years as an undergraduate here, um, I am going to be moving on from Monmouth University as a full time employee, um, and we'll talk about you know a lot of the different things involved in that. There's a lot of layers to it because of all the different things that I do, um, and that I've been fortunate enough to be allowed to do here, but this one is a almost going to be a look back or a look forward or however you want to look at. But yeah, after a long time in which I think you and I started within a month of each other here, um, way back in 2006, um, I'll be seeking or not seeking. I am heading to a new opportunity, um, as a full-time employee, um, that I'll briefly get into, but yeah. And I know that that's probably surprised to many people outside of my immediate circle of family, uh, close friends and coworkers. Um, but when you're, you know, you're a public person, I'm a public person. So much of what we do and so much of what I selfishly do is tied into where I've worked for the last 16 years. Um, it's a, it's definitely a big move and a big change and, um, happy to kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of break the news publicly here. Um, so what better avenue to do that than here on Hawk Talk? Yeah. And we just, uh, <laughs> we just off the air talked briefly about like, Hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to put out like a social media post or, <laughs> You know, everybody does that, and I guess it is kind of, I don't know. It's narcissistic in a little bit, which is funny to me, um, because I totally would do it. But (laughs) But, uh, you said no. You said Hawk Talk is the only way people are going to find out, so I think that's awesome. And uh, we're going to have some exclusive news, and and that's how I'm going to build it when we build out the social media posts. (laughs) And um, hopefully this this cracks the all-time downloads number. I think it should. So uh, first I want to say, you know, 20 years at one place is an amazing amount of time. Amazing. And thank you because you have represented this place publicly so unbelievably well. Um, I don't think that this campus quite knows. I mean, I know, and I know the guys in the back know and the people in the back know, but 
Uh, I don't think this campus is quite prepared to understand how many voids they're going to have to fill when you move on to your new role. Um, and I'm excited for your new role. It's bittersweet for me because um, it's funny sometimes to, to think back of like the best parts of this job have involved me and you together. And, yep. and of course, other people doing ridiculous stuff um, while having fun because, you know, as we've, t we've talked about, this isn't just a job, it's a lifestyle. And I don't think people really understand that um, based on the amount of hours that goes in. Uh, so, but I don't think this campus is ready to, to, to be like, Oh man, like, Oh, uh, we usually have Eddie do this. Who's going to do it now? Like graduation, reading names at graduation and serving as the MC for this and serving as the MC for that and, um, all that stuff. And, and I, and it's going to be eye opening, I think for some people when that happens, um, I know you've told a lot of people on campus, but I think there's a lot of people on campus that, uh, just assume that you, you know, you're an institution here, like you're going to be here. Um, and now you're not. So, uh, there's a lot of big, big shoes to fill. The, the one thing I'm still excited about is that you're still going to be on air with us. Um, you're going to be doing television with us. You're going to be doing, um, some radio, I think yep. with us. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I already told you that I'm going to, uh, hire you to be the MC at the hall of fame <laughs> event and you're going to have to be on the hall of fame as an alumni. Um, so I think that, uh, I think that people will still get a heavy dose of you, but you just won't be around as much. You know, one of the, the big things, um, and to kind of go back to one of the things that Greg mentioned, it's, it's hard to separate the personality, the person from the role when you're here, as long as we've been here. Um, a lot of our identity um, is tied into the, these jobs that we've had here because we've, and it's not Greg and I, it's, it's more than that. There's a team of people here who have made this, like outside of their families, the most important thing they have going on. And mm -hmm. it's been a committed effort by a lot of individuals to do that. And um, so I, I just happen more times than not to be the, the public face and voice of that. But behind that is a legitimate team of people who sacrifice a lot and who make this really the most important thing that they do. And because myself and Matt Harmon and Steve Bazaz and Leo and Emery and Erica and mm -hmm. Shannon and everybody who you see on air, that's just the end result of a whole bunch of work that gets done. Now, because I was also both, and I was you know a full-time employee here for as many years like Greg mentioned, but that doesn't exist without commitment by a lot of other people. And, and quite frankly, no one, and I can say this as candidly as possible, no one has done more. I mean, a lot of people say that they help, but no one's done more to really allow me to do things that I love and help my broadcast career more than Greg. He's <laughs> presented opportunities, when it, whether it was Hawk Vision, whether it was the Mammoth Digital Network or ESPN or SNY or Flow Sports. And there's people who a lot of times will say they want to see you do well. And then there's people who will, and it's not selfishly for me, it was selfishly for the department, but then we all get kind of a piece of that. So I'll yeah. be forever grateful because those opportunities didn't come before um, and they came after. And um, because of that now, I'll have... I'll let you know what I'm doing. I'm not leaving. I'm, you know, or I'm leaving on my own accord. Um, but because of that, now I have a, a, a pat, the passion of broadcasting is something I'll never go away. That when I was looking for a potential new opportunity, I spoke in interviews and said, you know, that's got to be something that you are comfortable with me doing. And I found a place that is supportive of that and trusts me to manage that. And um, for that, I'll be grateful to them. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and <clears throat> listen, if, if anybody who knows me, I think knows that you earned every bit of a right to, to be on those things. Cause I, um, I put the quality of what we do first. And if I didn't think that you were doing a good enough job, I would just be honest with you and say, Hey, I don't, I think we got to go outside and find somebody. So every step of the way you have done a great job. And, um, <clears throat> I think th that was really kind of giant exclamation point by a, a, a phone call you took yesterday morning um, <laughs> yeah. after our Albany game. And yeah. wh why don't you tell everybody about that? Cause uh, it's gotta be one of the few times that this has happened. 
Um, we're used to donors calling and yes. uh, our fans constantly, and I really do appreciate it. Um, but I, I just get pounded with text messages, as I know you do, yeah. as does Jeff, as does Gary Kowal, from people who are watching away broadcast going, oh, these guys this. <laughs> oh, the camera angle's that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they're just always comparing everybody else to us, which is awesome. We've always wanted to be the gold standard. We have a, a, a more longer way to go. Everybody involved knows that we're always trying to get better, but we appreciate all that. But, but uh, t- talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. And, and I think it's awesome. I thought it was a great story. It's been, it's been funny, you know, as I'm transitioning into a different role in my time at Monmouth as a full timer's coming to an end, there's been a few like moments that have been really cool. And, you know, Marilyn was in the hallway the other day. And like, what, what kind of fate is that? When's the last time she walked through the hallway? But she walks through the hallway like a couple days before I'm leaving. I have a chance to tell her in person. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. And it was unbelievable. So um, in, in the outpouring of support from Monmouth fans and, and season ticket holders and Blue White Club members and fans of the leagues, it's always like, it means a lot. Like we, you know, it doesn't matter who we're working with. Like that means a lot. But yesterday I'm in the office and I'm in the process of, you know, emailing things and I have to return this over here and who's going to do this. And I get a phone call from former Albany head coach, Bob Ford. And I think Bob Ford is top, what is he, five, ten all-time wins? Like, uh, in the FCS, I think he's like top like three. Okay. And I think overall in all of college football, he might be like top eight. Like so he's a legendary coach, Bob uh, Ford. And he's and a great dude. Great dude. He's Always was. Coach Callahan's, you know, mentor. mentor. Mm-hmm. So, Coach, you could draw the lineage of FCS football all the way back there. So I get a phone call. In a voicemail, says Eddie, this is this is Bob Ford, which obviously I because you you follow FCS football, you know who that is. He goes, Eddie, it's Bob Ford, former Albany coach, very like polite, like I know who you are, <laughs> sir. But, you know, please call me back. And, and he's got, um, is it like a like a New England accent? Yeah, it's like a little Bostony. Yeah, he's got and, a little bit, but I, I know he lives. I think he lives up in Albany. He does because I know the area code, um, because I love that area. And there's. But he's very, like, soft-spoken for someone who was a coach. For, like, you wouldn't think... He sounds more like a professor than a coach, if that right. makes sense. Um, like, not a gruff voice. You know, a lot of coaches, they yell a lot. Right. But Bob Ford doesn't have that. So, we ultimately connect, and, you know, his team that he coached for a long time lost a really tough game the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, by all accounts, that's a, you know, that was a 50-50 game. It was a tough loss for all Yeah, of them. we knew going in that it was going to be a 50-50 game. Right. I think every... Every about every CA game, game is, yeah. is a 50-50 game, but anyway. At best, you right. know. So, and he was so complimentary of Matt and myself and Andrew and the, the crew with, you know, he, he said, you know, he he watches games and he listens to games and whether it was the replays or the footage or the preparation or how the game was, we approach our broadcast, which is different than most schools do. Um it was just, he was, he was, you know, like overwhelmingly, you know, supportive and, and said how much of a, a good job he thought we did and how much he enjoyed it. And yeah, I obviously interrupted him and said, you know, coach, this is really high praise coming from you because, <laughs> you know, to be able to, to have that conversation in my last week here as a full-time employee is pretty cool. Um, and that's one of the things you'll remember. And if, if Bob Ford's taking the time out of his day to find my work number and I never answer my work phone. Find my work number, call, leave a voicemail. I call back. That's effort made by a guy who doesn't need to do that. He could say, oh, that no. was fun and turn the TV off. But he, he sought us out and it wasn't just for me. It was for everybody. That's awesome. It was really cool. It was a cool interaction. I, I think that I think that the day before your last day to get that phone call, like it didn't dawn on me till this morning when I was just rethinking about the whole thing. I thought uh, about so it driving home. My I was drive like, in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. that's awesome. So I wanted to make sure that we talked that story on the phone. So honestly, um, or on the, sh- on the show, I don't want to, th- we're going to spend the next couple minutes talking about you. Yeah. Um, cause I do want to cover some stuff with Monmouth, but I just want to do kind of what we do. We're, we're going to do kind of what we do with with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to know, and you have to reach back. What is as a student? Okay. What was, what's your most famous call? Well, not fame. I don't want to say famous. What's your What's your favorite call? What What do you feel like? I mean, you were there for some great basketball wins. I mean, the early two thousands was a, a golden time for for Monmouth Athletics. 
Um, I mean, if you look back. We were back, winning just about everything in the NEC back then. If you look back, I was a freshman here in the fall of 2002. And I didn't get really involved until that winter, right? So the whole first semester. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, you start meeting people. And then that year was like a really fun, all right, you know, like I actually was going to try to like walk onto the baseball team. Mm-hmm. And our coworker, you know, your coworker, my former coworker, Dean Ehalt, was is the coach, was the coach. And what a great, that's the hardest thing in your life to that point when you're kind of told, Hey, you're a really nice kid. You're you were a really good high school player. You're not good enough to play Division One college sports, and the way Dean handled it was so professional. Nobody had to tell me that, but God. And so, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Dean probably watched me and goes, "I shouldn't have to tell you this," <laughs> but like, he was just so professional, and that never left me. And I was always like, "I'm 18 years old," and he treated me like an adult, but he treated me fairly. So when you're told you have to stop playing sports, I'm like, "All right, well, I don't. Okay, that's been my life for 18 years." And then I go to WMCX and I get involved with sports broadcasting and it ends up changing the whole game, right? That's, that's, that cha- that's a life changer. So, I mean, how many, uh, three football, two or three football championships in my time as just an undergrad, two basketball championships, um, countless other like great moments. I mean, you know, is there, but is there one call? I mean, I know you and Thomas Dick were on the call for the, Mar- the miracle, uh, miracle of, of moon. moon. You know, I've heard we've run that clip before. Uh, it's just the voice cracking, and it's like <laughs> it's clearly a nineteen twenty year old passionate kid who is broadcasting the exploits of his friends. And yeah. that what was so cool about college and the student athletes when when I was here were so just cool and fun and and accept not accepting in the sense of that but accepting like we all just got along right and a lot right. of them are still involved i mean jeff gallo was one hugh mcdonald was one right like, there's so many um and you know the miracle at moon stands out with that great win that football year had like three last second wins um but the the one that you know you, you kind of draw back to is um because of how the the call i guess wasn't handled the right way on espn in 2006 Mommet's victory over Fairleigh Dickinson, where Chris Kenny makes a, a layup to BFDU in a, a just a atrocious offensive basketball game. <laughs> but up at FDU, where my best friend is a walk-on on the team, um, and just all that. That one's the one that stands out. That's the first then, one I had and then like it gets, doesn't it get played on it on got Sports played Center? on like Sports Center and NBC and so first of all, your first thought is like, man, I really wish I would have done better because <laughs> I'm a fan at that point and I'm screaming yeah, and sweating. But they and know. I think they even they they say that it's student radio, right? They say Moth University student. They do Moth University student radio or something. And and that's a, you know I had professors back then who were comp professors who were amazing, and they were like, you know, the players are doing their thing, but you you have to be ready for like big moments. Mm-hmm. And ready doesn't always, ready means prepared, and then you hope you deliver. Right, deliver. You those, only get one shot. Yeah, and those are still people that, you know, you keep in touch with them through social media and everything. And it would probably have to be that because it it was so special of a moment. It led to a pretty cool run. Um, yeah, that was kind of the first one. That's where you get the bug and you're like, wow, this broadcasting thing is really fun. <laughs> I really want to do this, you know? Well, and then, you know, we, we obviously kept it going with radio for a while. And then we have Hawk Vision, which was like literally my first, I think my second year here, the President Gaffney at the time just decided that he wanted um, people were starting to do streaming video and we didn't know anything about it. And he just kind of said, um, yeah, no, we should, uh, we should do streaming video. And I said, okay. So we reached out and got talking with like Steve Mervine. who used to work here. And then the president's like, no, 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 we need to do two cameras. We should have two angles. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't what? even I'm know sorry. how to do one angle. How are we going to do two? So Hawk Vision then, you know, gives way to obviously the ESPN, which is now given way to linear television on SNY yeah. and yeah. NBC Philadelphia, NBC Sports Philadelphia. So it's been a, a wild ride in those 20 years um, for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question, but in your professional career. What, what what was a call or what was a moment that you were, since you started working here, that was really awesome to, to call? You know, we've been doing football on the radio for a long time now, since like 07, 08, somewhere yeah, in there. I think it was like 08, probably. Right? Somewhere. That, and that preceded basketball. And then we've been doing the basketball game since, you know, over probably 10 years nine now. Or 10, yeah. Yeah, over that. So there, there's been a lot, you know, and you think back and, and there's, you know, I'm always curious to hear like what the fan has to say, like the mm-hmm. people that like listen, because that's, that's, what's cool. The ones that stand out, like 
to to me are always the ones that were either unexpected great moments that maybe you didn't see coming um, or just things that like you could prepare over and over and over again. And if the moment doesn't happen, then it's, it's fine. <laughs> well, that's a, uh, we talk about that in the world of graphic design. Yeah. It's the same lot. thing. Right. And, <laughs> and you don't know when the difference in announcing is a, whatever moment happens, it's going to be great for somebody. Mm -hmm. One of those two teams mm -hmm. or the student athlete. So you owe it to the team that's doing the great thing to give a great call. You know, it was, it's heartbreaking as a Monmouth fan and employee to lose a championship game. Yeah. Right. And we've, we've done it our fair share for as much as we've won. Yeah. We've lost. So, but you owe it to kind of the craft to, to deliver. Um, so there's been a couple of times that we've had a chance to do that, you know, but it, I guess when you think back and it's hard not to pick probably the same thing every fan would pick, but opening night college basketball season, 2015 at UCLA mm -hmm. and you know, late West coast start, you know, but to have that moment and, you know, one of the more emotional things I ever heard was was Coach Rice went to Gary and, and pretty much said, you need to put the radio call over the TV call because he wanted the guys to hear the emotion of Steve and I, two people that have went to school here and one right. was a walk-on and, you know. Cared so much about it. And when he, when, when I, I didn't know that right away. And when I heard that, I thought that was pretty cool. And it was really cool of Coach Rice to do that. So, you know, my favorite one was probably the Notre Dame game on Thanksgiving night because mm -hmm. it, it showed Monmouth wasn't a fluke. It showed Monmouth was for real. Um, the Georgetown one that year was was fun. The Rutgers one because beating Rutgers, right? And who doesn't love who doesn't love that? But that first one was the one that to me, you know, it's an imperfect one because it's a phone line and it sounds a little crackly, right. but there adds some kind of um, authenticity to it. I think that people, uh, hopefully they they hear when we do games. And I'm just as proud of that as I am. Any video and TV call, we do games in you know the MAC tournament involving teams that aren't Monmouth. And you, mm -hmm. again, you just want to deliver the moment for the student athlete. They're the one doing the work. We're, we're sitting there and talking. Right, you're talking about it. Talking about sports. So like, I'm very, I think, aware of where we sit in the whole kind of landscape of things. But it's hard not to pick that UCLA game. And that, I mean, you know, there's women's soccer championships. There's, uh, you know, I was able, I was lucky enough to call men's lacrosse on television um, when Monmouth won a championship. So like, mm -hmm. how cool was that? Yeah, that was awesome. To me, that was one of those ones where on I'm like, great lawn or well, yeah, on the there, great lawn. there was the game on the great lawn. And then I did the championship game at Marist oh, Okay, back in 2017. And you know, that get, that gets you hooked. Now you're like, wait, I can do, I mean, Rich Enzer called me and offered me lacrosse on TV and I didn't know very much about lacrosse then. You have sure. to say yes, you have to go. Um, and, and that, so th those are the special ones, you know? Well, I, I think this is a good time as, as any to kind of pivot. Um, I don't know if you want, if you have some kind of address that you want to <laughs> say to, to the Mammoth fans. And it's weird. It's not like you're, you're dying or you're leaving. Like literally, uh, you'll be, when's the next game you're doing? Um, I'm not, so I, I can't go to Maine, unfortunately. Yeah. That'll I, be Gary and Mike Basile. Really? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. We were struggling a little bit and I was like, who, who is a good ex player who'd be polished and who can, who can just talk about the game? Who's got a good knowledge of the game? That is awesome. Mike Basile. L let me tell you a quick thing. One of the best things that we have done, besides all this, because what we do promotes Monmouth and the student-athletes, but getting those former players involved has been so fun, whether it's Mike or Agby or Erica Kaufman or Gianna Durso or yeah. you know Alex Carroll or Lee. Like, the list goes on and on and on, and that is awesome. And I love that we do that. That's awesome that he's gonna that he's gonna be there. Yeah, we're trying to um, really trying trying hard to get uh, Zach Fable involved. Yeah, so I think he'd be good, but he's just too busy. He's, he's part of the team. He's either marrying or getting married, or <laughs> oh, I gotta go this. I don't know if he's allowed to. So he, he he's um, he's on the roster, you know. Um, and that's been the other thing too. We get a chance to work with some immensely talented people. So yeah, I think the next game I'm doing it depends on Matt's uh, you know soccer schedule. It'll be one of those probably two October home games. If not there, I think I'm going to Delaware. I know I'm doing the last game of the year. And then I looked at the basketball schedule. I mean, it'll be 20, 25. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, between the two sports. Between the, 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 the women's. Between the men, the women at home. Um, you know, that was kind of an important part for my, you know, eventual move 
And quite frankly, it doesn't happen without Greg and, and Jeff Stapleton being very supportive. And that matters a lot. And my new job, um, it's, I mean, if you know me, it's not a mystery. I'm going to, I'm moving on to Kane University in a role in their um, university administration where um, I'll be working with a tremendous team in their uni- university relations department doing uh, marketing and branding and advertising for the school. And knowing when I told them that this was a passion of mine, that they kind of trusted me to manage and hearing the support of you and Jeff, it was like, no, you know what? This is the right opportunity for me and for Kelly and for Henry. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too emotional about it. The, the thing that I was sitting in a restaurant in Cape May, we played a basketball game the night my wife and I went away for like a faux honeymoon. Um, a couple of years ago. And I get a text from, I don't know if it was you or Bazaz or Harmon or Drew. And they put together a package of like my wedding. <laughs> and like, that's why Eddie's not here guys. Oh he, yeah. He well, got married. It was just an, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was an idea, but um, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it was all of us kind of to right? see, to put the two things in my life that I love the most, which is my wife, Kelly, and my craft. And your job. And my job. I'm not going to lie. Your child. child. Well, he wasn't around at the time. No, I know. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I love Henry more than anything. <laughs> but, like, I cried at dinner, and I don't cry a whole lot. I've mm-hmm. cried, like, a few times in my life, you know, when you lose a family member and when you have moments of great joy. Mm-hmm. And that that was one of those ones. And, I mean, this that, that's why being involved here was non-negotiable. It had to continue whatever the next step would be so i'm very fortunate i'll continue to do that well uh we're gonna take a quick break for a sponsor read and then um then we'll be back and we're gonna talk a little bit about monmouth athletics and and i actually want to get your your thoughts on um big news today kyle Kalander stepped down and kind of as someone who's leaving the business so to speak um i think it's something that's happening a lot and it's going to happen a lot more and um We'll get your talk. We'll get your thoughts on that in just a moment. Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by Edison Heating and Cooling, which provides full HVAC services to businesses and residents in Central Jersey. Visit EdisonHVAC.com to schedule your repair or installation today. All right, so now that you've dropped the bombshell yes. that we talked about, um, I do want to talk about some stuff, Mammoth, before we, we sign off for your final Hawk Talk. Um, and who knows if it's your final Hawk Talk? Because it's not my frankly, final. It's my final one as co-host. For right, now. right. We'll probably have you on, and if I need you in a pinch, I might call and drive this stuff all over to your house and <laughs> sit on your back deck and do Hawk Talk there. That sounds good to me. Um, so a couple couple things. Um I want to talk about the big news that Kyle Kalander, the commissioner of Big South, great guy, um, announced his retirement today. And that comes on the heels of Rich Hanser announcing his retirement. Um, and I think people are, I think I, I saw a some stat where conference commissioners have retired, seven or eight Division One conference commissioners have retired or left their jobs in the last two years. Um, now, some of those are, just people fatigue, right? People who have done the job. Kyle Kalander, I think, was at the Big South for 27 years. Mm-hmm. Like That's a long time. Um, but I think some of it, and, and you heard Jay Wright talk a little bit about this when he when he stepped back from Villanova, some of it has to do with the landscape of college sports. And the way I look at it is, and I'll get your opinion on it, is things are so out of whack especially at the highest level. Yeah. And it's easy to say, oh, well, kids are supposed to get their education paid for. And that's what, you know, that's what it, you know, that's what they get and they don't deserve anything else. Well, that's not true. That's Mm -hmm. not true at that level. Um, If you're going to pay a coach $9 million and you're going to charge people upwards of $250 to watch that game, then some of those some of those players should get a cut. 
Absolutely. Uh, and I think that the whole thing is kind of being dirtied by money. It's really started probably, my guess is, 20 years ago. And it's just building at a fevered pitch as TV negotiation goes up and advertising goes up and sponsors goes up and coaching salary goes up. And now the, the, the players deservedly so want to cut. Uh, and I think for some of these guys who've been around, men and women, who've been around for a long time, like this isn't what they signed up for. And, and now they're seeing it kind of change. Like Jay Wright was very honest talking about the transfer portal and said, I don't want to spend my entire offseason re-recruiting my guys to stay at Villanova. Right. Now, if Jay Wright feels that way, imagine how I want a mid-major coach feels. The other 330 <laughs> coaches feel. Right. Because there's no one in a, for him, a better situation. <laughs> right than the best team in the Big East, who, by the way, is rumored to go to an NBA job every year and he stays there. Sure. So you, you, you're you're not wrong. And, you know, you, you look at Kyle Kalander, you look at Rich Enser, you look at, I mean, our old boss, Dr. Marilyn McNeil. And, and they, they left for different reasons, but I, I feel like the reason a lot of people got into college athletics, especially when you're talking 20 and 25 and 30 years ago, it was a very different climate, like you mentioned. And we all got into this at some point because we have a passion for any one of a few things. It's either for sports or for student athletes or for the institution you work for. And I completely agree with you. I feel like a lot of the priorities around it have shifted. Now, student athletes are a million percent correct for wanting to be involved at that level because of the money that they generate. And that's what it all comes down to. It's no different than why is Joe Buck worth $75 million to ESPN? Joe Buck is worth that because the NFL to ESPN is worth a billion dollars. So think about that. You know what I mean? You have to look at the context in which everything is done. So to your initial point, there's no, there's no better gentleman in college athletics, probably than Kevin Callahan. So let me stop myself. But Kyle <laughs> Kalander is a top three all-time nice guy, gentleman, who, by the way, is a heck of a businessman himself. Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I enjoyed just about every single interaction I ever had with him. A, honestly. just someone who had the right intentions and, you know, he deserves to retire and he deserves on his terms to retire and, and I think the release said to spend more time with his family mm. and you know I mean the fact that Mark Simpson still has us on the releases I love because because Mark Simpson is the goat also. He, he is so you know Kyle deserves you know he did more for the Big South than I think anyone else could have and keeping that league you know going and getting Stony Brook when Stony Brook was a perennial playoff team and then going and seeking out Mammoth and getting Mammoth and then allowing Mammoth to grow within that league from a winless team in the Big South mm -hmm. to a perennial playoff competitor. Um, I mean, just talk to Coach Callahan about him. Just talk to anyone who dealt with him. You know, you, know, you me, I'd have the fortune to interview him like once a year, maybe even twice. And just always genuinely took an interest in like what you had going on. And, you know, I, I actually emailed him today and he already got back to me. Like, just yeah, an, I definitely owe him an email. Just an absolute gentleman. So, yeah. And, you know, then you look around the landscape of college athletics and you start, you know, you're dealing with more representatives and people acting on behalf of and, you know, people know college athletics is big business. And now the people that are allowed to be involved because of that legally it changes a lot of the reasons why maybe you got into and maybe we'll be looking to get out of the business. That's not why I'm leaving college athletics, but right, that's why right. Kyle Kalander did. I, yeah, I shouldn't put words in his mouth. We should put words in his mouth, but yeah, no, I know what but you're saying. But I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure it's tiring. And you know, the other thing is like, there's just this constant assault on conference realignment. I mean, and, and we're, you know, listen, we're, I'm not a hypocrite. We're part of it. No, a hundred percent. We saw what we thought was a better or a good Jump and we made it and, and we would do it 10 out of 10 times. Sure. Everyone has their own. Here's the thing. Mammoth made the best decision for Mammoth. Right. And that's the key. Kyle's making the best decision for Kyle. Mammoth had the chance and we, Mammoth had the chance to get all of their sports with the exception of one back under one umbrella and take a step up in competition. Anyone who, 
I'm leaving for a job that is an advancement opportunity. Not one person. Yes, I'm sad I'm leaving too. But not one person has said anything other than congratulations. That yeah. It's the same thing in college athletics. If someone, when Mammoth left the NEC to go to the MAC, that was a moment that allowed Mammoth to grow for nine years. It also allowed, that was the best decision for the football team ever because now they're two and one in the CAA and they beat a top 10 team. And Coach Callahan was allowed to let this program develop and grow. And it doesn't get that if Mammoth didn't make the moves it made. Sometimes you have to go and seek out better opportunities and Mammoth did that. And, you know, it's a kind of a little lesson for life, I guess you could say. Yeah, I told I, I explained that to one of my kids a couple of months ago. I said, people by nature will always do what's best for themselves. I said, your parents might look out for you and, and do what's best for you. Right. Or your grandparents might do what's best for you or do what's best for their parents. But outside of that, just about everybody's going to do what's best for them. And that's just something you got to think about all the time. And that's no different for us and um, sometimes it's not, you think what's best doesn't turn out to be what's best. I right. mean, we talk about that with people who go into transfer portal and I'm not talking about any specifics right now, but, uh, the grass isn't always greener. No, it's very fair. I think what separates people that do that is how you do it. It's how you approach it. If you are rumored, if your school is rumored to leave for another conference and you're ignoring phone calls and you're not being honest and you're that it's the same thing. If you're not telling your boss, hey, I'm interviewing for positions, and then you go and leave, and then your job is upset at you for that, well, sure you, they are. You have to tell people when you're looking at things because it allows them the transition plan or the contingency plan after. People should look out for the best interest for themselves because, like you said, outside of your family and your loved ones, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, but you got to do what you think is best for you. You have to, you have to do it the right way. You owe it to the people closest to you, your job, your conference to, to, you know, you got to be upfront, honest and, and be honest about your intentions. And some schools and some people don't be, and, and you know, that's fine. Let, quick, really quick. And then we'll jump off this topic. What do you think about Kennesaw state? The rumor going to conference USA. I mean, you and I probably years ago, right. We, we said like just the way they were building the program. It felt like they were never destined for, FCS. No, it, it, they long. they built it where you thought it would be on that trajectory, like an ODU or a, um, I guess you could say James Madison played the long game in doing it. Um, I'm actually su surprised that it's coming that quickly. I, I always thought the Sun Belt made sense for them because um, they just keep growing and expanding. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when Conference USA starts looking around and you never, you know, don't discredit markets and don't discredit areas of recruiting. Kennesaw is 20 minutes from Atlanta, and that matters. And, and it's a 35,000. Right. It's, it's the largest, second largest school I think in next to next to the University of, right. of Georgia, it's the second largest public school. They And that comes with it a lot of funding. <laughs> right. Which I don't think people quite understood as we were playing them year after year. Like, guys, they have a lot more than we do because they have a lot more students, a lot more alumni. Right. You can't, it's hard. there's no comparison between a Monmouth and a Kennesaw State in terms of the, the makeup of the school. And, you know, Monmouth is a 6,000 you know, person private school in, you know, central New Jersey. Kennesaw State has 30,000 people out of it in Atlanta. I, I, they had, they had in quotes, walk-ons that were paying like, I don't know, $7,000 a year to right. go to school there. Right. Like you just have to look at that versus what <laughs> a Monmouth pretty good. Pay. Right. So, right now, listen, I I'll take the private school education any day over. I, I did <laughs> going to a, a, you know, a really giant state school. And that's from somebody who went to a large state school. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's something to be said for that. I, I type think of kid you get. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I, I came to Monmouth. My sister came to Monmouth. We love this experience, but I, good for them. We know the folks down there. They're sure, good really, people. they're really good people. Um, great rivalry they had with Monmouth on the football field. You know, those last goodness, however many years it determined the champion in the league. It was wild because it was never, it was just lopsided one way or the other. I know. Yeah. It's like it, the four, they won were lopsided or the three, they won were lopsided and the two, we won were lopsided. I know it was, just, it, it was a rivalry, but in the sense <laughs> yeah. of like, cause both teams were good. Right. right, right. Um, but I'm with you. I, I was surprised at that because I don't know what the rest of their sports like football is going to carry the flag. Baseball team is pretty good. Baseball is pretty good. Basketball is improving. We saw them a couple years ago in Orlando. 
Um, and they were Mac a sun challenge. That's right. Ever heard of it. And they're improving. Um, but I mean, good for those guys, right? They, they are now going to be in what their third league in four, four years when all said and done. Uh, maybe th- I, football will be, football I mean, they've been be. in the a sun for everything. Well, sorry, but, fo- football will be. Yeah. They'll go right. from, from big South to, well, then it was like the, Oh, it was the, it was the a sun. The one year it was just the, uh, AQ seven. They called yeah, it, that was which was stupid. weird. But, was that last year? I think that was last no, year. That, two, that's two years this ago. year. No, we played them last year. Yeah. They so then it league. was, yes. So the AQ7 is this year. This year. Next year, it's supposed to be the A-Sun. I don't know when they're jumping out of that and jumping in yeah, the conference. Yeah, who USA, knows? But kudos to them. Good luck. Yeah. That's a cool little stadium. I don't know. I love that It's only that got setup. like 9,000 seats in it, so. Yeah, they got to add. They either have to. Get into Move, a new stadium, right. yeah. Or, but I always loved that setup. I thought it was a really cool, unique. Like it was it wasn't, different. Wasn't very high. It was low. I think it was a. Was it a soccer stadium? It was. It's a pro soccer stadium. Yeah. Or yes, yeah, semi pro. Yes, professional women's soccer stadium. And that was the 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 home of one of the great moments in Monmouth athletic history. You know that game in 2019 was. Tyler Berry picked I the mean, ball off. Go six. We pounded him. I you know that playing home. It was fun. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. So let's move on. Um, some big news. I would call it big news. Uh, we just announced 16 uh, basketball games on SNY, some of which will probably be picked up on NBC uh, Philly. They're going to get back to us. Um, and then we also have the conference deal, which um, you're not guaranteed a home game, but you also could get – you know, up to three or four games on CBS Sports uh, on the men's side. So a lot of opportunity to be on linear television for this this young Hawks team on the men's side. And, you know, we, we've never – I was talking with Jeff about it. We've never had more than one game in a year on linear television on the women's side. Right. Um, how exciting is that? I know you're going to call a lot of them um, to, to finally be able to call basketball on, on linear oh, yeah. television. So it's, you know, like I said earlier – it's the commitment that this department and university has to getting the most exposure for the student athletes in the university. Flow sports is great. It's going to be, it's a great digital home, but the difference that regional television brings, I think we've all been texted or, you know, someone has reached out to all of us through this football season about the games being on. That is now going to continue on. It's a basketball season. It's quite frankly, Greg is doing the hard work behind the scenes. Again, there's always a person behind the scenes doing the work. And then you tune on SNY and see me and Steve or, or D line or Matt Harmon. And then boom, there you go. Um, I looked at the schedule. I want to say I'm doing all, but like one or two, it's cool. You know, uh, and, and Matt is going to be more involved and that's awesome too. And, and we've got mm-hmm. some great things in the works with, with, you know, some, some talented folks, but, um, you just got to get done with Red Bull. He's well, then it, 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 their season is like 11 months. I swear. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like a it's hockey NYCFC. season. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, you know what, the fact that we're able to get eight men's games and eight women's games on SNY is remarkable. And it shows the commitment that Mammoth has to both men's and women's sports also to getting the most exposure for all of the student athletes and coaches that work so hard here to, I mean, just put on tremendous competitions and showcase this university in the best way possible. It's great. Selfishly, it's awesome because I get to work with um, our great, you know, Andrew Kurtz and the great MDN team to put those games on linear TV um, and all of the, the, the mom students and the experience that they get to now put on their resume when they go to get a job that they are, are crewing and working on regional sports network television. It's, it's remarkable. You know, some schools do one or two. Oh, it's great. One or two. Um, the fact that we're going to produce that amount ourselves and be able to showcase both teams and within that then showcase all of the other great things going on mm-hmm. through features and halftime interviews. It's essentially two and a half hours of a Monmouth commercial. Exactly. Exactly. And and you What's know what? Fun basketball. There's no better group that's going to bring it to you than our great MDN team. And we're really excited about it. It's unbelievable. It's going to just continue to boost the, the, the visibility and the brand of the university, you know, among the tri-state area. All right, la- last thing before we'll uh, we'll sign off for our final time as co-hosts. Uh, 
big, and I, you, you're not going to be here for it, but I want to talk about it because you're back there and, I, well, yeah. technically not even back there anymore. But a big, big, big event that's always a lot of fun coming back to campus, uh, Blue-White Night, the basketball kind of showcase. We don't do Midnight Madness. That's 1999 stuff. Um, <laughs> 7 p.m. at the Ocean First Bank Center. Men's and women's teams showing some stuff off. Dunk contest, DJ, prizes, pick your seats, ticket giveaways, everything. Um how much fun? I mean, maybe we'll be there. I can't say you won't be there. Um, how much fun is that night, and and what what can kind of folks expect? I know you haven't had a ton to do with the planning since we kind of knew you were phasing your way out here in the last eight days or so. Um, but blue white night, blue white night. I I will always have a soft spot in my heart for because um, me and you and and the crew that were doing this for years, Kelly Valentine and Ken and Benny and Gary and Mark and everybody. I mean, how many of those first couple did we just do ourselves, you know? Yeah. And and we were, you know, whether it was with, you know, Showboat, who was, you know, working with us back in the day, or, you know, we get Roger to come out and announce the teams. I have an appreciation for it because I know the work that goes into it because we did it for years. And if you do it and and the student athletes are having a great experience and then the, the fans are having a great experience. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the one year coach rice brings everybody on the court, right? We storm the court and bounce around, you know, it's, it's <laughs> right. awesome. And, and he knows, and, and coach Boggess knows what, it, how to have a great time there, you know? So you owe it to yourself to get your first look at these men's and women's teams and the student athletes. Um, don't just go based on what you're reading or what you're hearing or seeing on yeah, social go media. Go watch them play. Go watch them play, and and you know start to develop um, the the your who your favorite players are going to be and and who you can tell you know maybe you like the way they play. You know I, I always like hearing from fans when they go you know I really love the way so and so plays and mm -hmm. and they you know they they tend to like pick out their favorite players. They love them all, but they tend to do that. So I think it's a great night to do it. It's fun. Anytime there's a DJ involved, I like showing up regardless of what it is. Um, I didn't get to have a wedding because of COVID. If I did, there was a DJ. We actually had a DJ booked, by the way. Of course. Um, and he would have been awesome. He actually played my sister-in-law's wedding, so jealous. <laughs> but go out and check it out because you're going to see a men's team that, like the last time Mammoth made a conference switch, is a young, hardworking team that you'll be proud of as a Monmouth fan because they're they're kind of building it the right way. And a women's team that has a ton of local and returning talent that, I mean, you just want to talk about someone building a program the right way. One of the first people to reach out to me after I kind of told everyone internally was Jenny because way back when we heard about Coach Boggess through that interview process and, and mm -hmm. mutual friends of ours reached out about her and just said, hey, She's a superstar. Building a program the right way. There's no one you want to root for more than King and, and Ginny, to be honest. 100%. And I've, I've got, I haven't gotten out to any women's practices yet, but I'm going to. Uh, I've been out to a couple of men's practices. There's a lot of fun unknowns on that team. Yeah, there's a lot of... So here's the thing. And you know one of the things King always told me when we were getting ready for a season that he drops those nuggets on you and, and, and you can get caught up in having fun, but you really, you know... He always said... Year to year, players are different because they might be the same player, but they're learning a different role. Mm -hmm. And someone who's never coached, who played high school basketball, and that was it, I always thought that was really interesting. And, and you're going to see that with Teron Allen. You're going to see that with the Mileses. You're going to see that with Jack Holmstrom. You're going to see that with a lot of these returning players and all of the new talent. Right. Five starters have graduated. Right. Guys' roles are different now. Yeah. You no I, longer just got to be, okay, Miles, go in there and give us – Right. You know, 15 minutes and, you know, do your best. Now it's, those guys are gone. I saw Teron Allen walking around the hallway today and, and yeah, you. Yeah, they were cutting a promo for Blue White For Night. Blue White Night. And, you know, him and Miles and Miles Foster, their bodies are different. Yeah, they're and like men. I think the men's team does as good a job as any team. Um, I mean, when we were in the MAC, I would compare it to the MAC, and now we don't know the CAA yet, but they, t they make a commitment to the fitness level of their student athletes and they seem to get, like bigger and stronger and, and they're just, they transform their bodies into, you know, division one looking, you know, major athletes. And um, not that Teron wasn't last year, but I saw him walking around. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and I, okay. And, and I think he's one of those guys where there were sparks shown last year where you're like, Hmm, he, he could be a guy. Yeah. He, he didn't have like the a, minutes. He, looks he didn't like get a, the minutes. He's a King Rice guard. He looks like a king. Yeah. Big, big physical. 
He can guard your four. He can guard your one. Taller Husky Bull. Oh, I mean, right. Go back through the lineage. I mean, yeah. just go back through Austin and, and even like Marcus McClary last year. And then you go back to Deion Jones back in the day. And you, the, the, Josh James is on staff. Like, that's a really, like, cool club. We should mm-hmm. we should name that club because the the thick physical <laughs> the physical guard the oh. the physical guard club yeah we could do that selfishly it's the basketball I love I love seeing that and that's why coach that's why they love like the late nineties next yeah exactly and they're not you know that's a, <laughs> they weren't the the cleanest playing teams Coach Rice's team's much more aesthetic right. than, right. than the late nineties Knicks but that's just the grit it's it, the it's attitude the grit. it's the it, the way they play it's they play hard and Coach Rice demands that from his players and that's what to me is so fun to see. All those players we just mentioned and a bunch we forgot, Max DeLeo, a bunch we forgot, effort is the key there. And that's what endears them to the Mammoth fan. And that's what I think makes it truly special the way, like Coach Rice wants guys to go get it. And he doesn't, he wants you to go be a guy and he wants you to be aggressive. And that's what makes fans love players. Well, single game tickets went on sale today. Yes. For both the men's and the women's teams. Season tickets have been up for a while. They are... um, Climbing, I think we have reached a point where we eclipsed the season tickets from last year. Um, there are no COVID protocols. I will say that again. There are no COVID protocols this year, as far as we know. Uh, so that was a big thing that we heard about. I'm not going to get into all of that. All I'm going to say is that was a big thing that we heard about. And uh, this year, you can come. You don't have to show a test. You don't have to wear a mask. You can sit next to people. I think we're opening back up those tickets that are uh, directly onto the baseline when we had to take those away last year. So um, things are going to be more relaxed, and it's two great programs. We want to see you come out there. It all starts Friday, the 21st of October, 7 p.m., blue-white night. You may as well just stay over. And then come to the football game, homecoming the next day against Rhode Island at 1 p.m. If you're coming for more than 10 minutes away, just go stay at the Sheridan or the Doubletree or the Holiday Inn Express. Great sponsors, good rates. Yep. You can go there. That way, you know, the Sheridan's got a little hotel bar. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. But, yes, you don't want to miss it because this is the best time, right? When the fall transitions into the winter around college athletics, it's the busiest time for anyone that works in college athletics. But if you're a fan, it's the absolute best time. All right, well, I'm going to let you do the honors for our last one. <laughs> well, it was this has been a lot of fun. This is, you know, for someone who I know as well as anyone here, being able to do this with Greg, it's been extra special for that. Um, I won't, you'll hear me again on here. I won't be obviously a stranger because like Greg mentioned, I'll be able to be around. Um, but this has been a, a lot of fun being able to do this with someone who's such a dear friend is even better and someone I consider family and Greg. You're listening um, to Hawk Talk. I'm going to talk the over the guy over. because uh, thank you. Subscribe, rate, Eddie review, Agapinti listen. I actually played the intro. That's fine. That's fine. It actually, I, I'll, I'll just give, continue. So I'm going to give you an opportunity now. We're going we're gonna to fade the intro out. Right. And we're going to play the outro. <laughs> there you go. It's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to continue on helping cover these Hawks. It's been a blast. Continue to listen, continue to rate, subscribe, review, and make sure you see all the great work Greg and the crew are doing here because it's great stuff. This has been a production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.